This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. Serious stuff here. There, yeah. um, uh, there, we picked up a restraining order that Kiki Palmer got against the father of their child. Um, and the claims are really shocking, claims of abuse, and she has receipts in the form of pictures. Yes, uh, in her, uh, this, uh, her request for a restraining order, which was granted, by the way, uh, she included screen grabs, and if she's got the screen grabs, I'm presuming she has the full video as well, uh, but these screen grabs, she says, show Darius uh, attacking her, physically attacking her on a, at least a couple of different times um, while they were living together. Now, the, the screen grabs appear to be from 2022. They were together um, earlier this year, and in her request in the, the documents, she says that aside from what you see in the screen grabs, there was more physical, emotional abuse that went on besides this, and this would be horrific enough. Um, but this is a, an awful situation from what she's presented here that she's been living through, and she's finally said enough. enough is enough. And she's not only wants the restraining order, which, like I said, was granted, she's also concerned uh, about their son. And the restraining order does require Darius to stay away from the sun as well as right. uh, as well as Kiki. And and it's interesting when you say it's happened multiple times. She actually says as recently as Sunday there was a, a, a phys an incident of physical violence with Darius. So even though those screen grabs from the security footage are from uh, February of 2022, you can just see how recently this is. And maybe it was that incident on Sunday that triggered her to say, okay, you know what? Enough's enough. I need to take this to court. I need to get protection for me and for my son because we also obtained those documents where she is asking for custody of their child. Um, so that kind full, of full custody, yeah. yeah. So that kind of set this up, and then she filed for this restraining order. You may recall that I, a month or two ago, um, Kiki was at the couple uh, months now. It's, a couple months. It's been a while, but at the Usher concert in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. and um, she um, was picked by Usher. Um, which he does almost nightly right. at his at his residency, um, and Darius was none too pleased with it. Right, that's when Darius really, when people really started looking at Darius sort of sideways because of his response to this, saying that she was embarrassing herself and the family, and that the mother of my children should not be dressed like that. Um, it raised eyebrows. It raised a lot of eyebrows. But we did not know what the allegations were that lurked underneath that. You know, and there's a lot of people on Twitter, you guys, who were saying that they, you know, their relationship sort of started to crumble during that time. But like Brad had mentioned, we have the the, the court docs, and in those exhibits, it shows the dates of these, you know, uh, cameras that were inside of the home, showing that this stuff has been happening for at least over a year now, where she's kind of been, you know, the baby is only eight months old, and so you have to think, you know, she's probably endured this for a very long time, and it's just been her. And even in the exhibits, it mentioned that, you know, there was a point where he started to get a little bit physical with the baby, meaning he was changing the diaper, the baby did not want to sit still, and there was kind of a tug of war between, you know, Kiki and Darius over the baby, and that's when I think she was like, you know what, this is not just about me anymore, I have to protect myself. So, a couple other points here that are, are really interesting. So, uh, Darius, by the way, after she got the restraining order yesterday, 
he posted something that almost seems defiant, like, I'm going to see my son no matter what. Um, and he's he posted, clearly clearly referring to the custody issue because right. she wants sole custody. Right. And he posted this saying, I love you, son. See you soon. Um, now, the other part of this is, as Nikki was saying, that this has been going on, at least as the way Kiki is describing it, for a very long time. And her mother, who is also her manager, clearly knows this has been going on also. And after Kiki got the restraining order, she posted something not only calling out Darius, but calling out Darius's brother, Sharonis, who uh, you may recognize he's an actor. He's been on Insecure. Um, but he had posted something on Twitter yesterday as this was all playing out, basically calling out his brother, saying that, you know, describing him, saying he's the most disgusting, vile, abusive, manipulative person I've ever encountered in my entire life. Abuses almost everyone. Y'all will see. Just send positive energy to the babies. Any child in the middle of something like this does not deserve it at all. Wow, so damn sad. So that makes it seem like Sharonis is a good no, guy, right? And he's calling out his going brother. against his brother. I, I, I don't know, though, Charles, because there's a lot of, of discussion online that that may be about Kiki because he doesn't necessarily mention who it is. And you'd think if it was in her defense, he would mention more than just the babies. I yeah, I see and, what you're saying. But and listening to her mom, too, her mom put out the video and she seems to come after Darius's brother that right. like, he was going after Kiki. So we're going to play. This, mm. is what, this is what Kiki's mom said. And Brad, what I heard, we'll play it and everyone can decide. What I heard the mom saying is she's mad that Sharonis is acting like he never knew that Darius was abusive because she says she put him on notice a long time ago. For Sharonis Jackson to post on his Twitter uh, uh, the ridiculous stuff that he's posted when he knew his brother was abusive. I went to Sharonis over a year ago and told him that his brother was abusive to my daughter. And he said, uh, well, I used to be like that too. What? So now he's posting on Twitter like he's this uh, special guy. We, we know he's the biggest boy in Hollywood. He's disrespectful to women, just like his little brother. He taught his brother how to be abusive. So he don't get to act like he's this special guy. No, you're a boy and you're a part of the problem. See, well, that's, well, that's well, why well, I think well, she's well, talking about... I think you're right. Right. But what I don't understand... He's acting like I, he's special. I don't, I don't understand it. Because... Why is the mother, why is Kiki's mother having this conversation with the brother Sharonis. and 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 expecting him to do what? I mean, this is be well, I get that. No, I, no, but I mean, what is she? She wants Sharonis. She wants Sharonis to speak to Darius and say, stop being abusive to Kiki. I get it. Right. it it's 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 almost like if he's doing this, how is the brother gonna stop Darius? It's just weird. Why yeah. she thinks the brother would have control Harvey, over Darius I, I, to do it. I don't want to play the race card, and but I'm going to play the race card a little bit. That you seem confused why she would be want want the brother, the older brother, to step in and do something about his younger brother. That's just how it happens in black families. Yeah, There's I, no I, reason I, I didn't you know would, that. and I don't know what their the situation is. Yeah, with their I father, mean, I, I didn't. But she clearly feels that the brother, older brother, should have some words with the younger brother. 
It's not the race card. I learned something. All right. Well, there I learned you go. something. <laughs> Hi, Tiffany McFadden, kid, Little Rock, Arkansas. I think Darius really showed his true narcissistic self when he made the comments about Kiki's attire at the Usher concert. I think he's insecure and he probably is abusive. Amanda Sills put us on notice about his brother long ago that he was manipulative and mean-spirited towards women. So I think the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. A lot of people getting called out, but yeah, what's most important here is that she's safe she's now, safe at least from the restraint. Safe. That's right. Okay, we're gonna move on. Yes, uh, to Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian. We know that they welcomed uh, their baby boy Rocky uh, at some point last week. And we're now learning a little bit about what was happening while they were in the hospital. Uh, they're back home now, but while Courtney was uh, in labor, uh, Travis was there by her side, drumming. Drumming. And he posted this video. Drumming. And the reaction to it He's, has been. He, he was supposedly playing it based said, on the heartbeat. Right. But he that's said, a fast heart. It's a very fast heart. <laughs> I think maybe he was joking there, but his point was in his post, he said, it was a TikTok, and he said, um, Practicing drumming to my to my baby's. Uh, so the two heartbeat. of us the two of us don't have kids, right? And um, don't know what we're talking haven't, about. Haven't but I, sat in a room with a woman who's in labor. But I would think that a woman in labor who's in a lot of pain generally would think something like that is annoying. Yeah, and everybody online, you guys, thinks this is just such a big ick. And if you don't know what an ick is, it's basically something that somebody can do that totally turns you off. So, I mean, Travis is getting roasted in the comments for this. People are saying um, this is the biggest ick of all time. My well, it's not ick. the biggest ick of all time. <laughs> well, be for some maybe people. Maybe a, a pregnant woman said that, and if she feels it is, I'm not going to question. Okay, I'll shut people up. People are thinking this I'm just is getting lame. schooled left and right today. But, you know, a lot of people are wondering who filmed this because people are saying, like, how could you do this to Courtney? That's torture. But it's very possible that Courtney loved this and was the one filming this. You no, know, Courtney did record it because you see at the end, the it, camera it comes moved, around and she's laying bed. in the yeah, bed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess she liked the it. The only thing and more, you know, can I say, the only thing more disturbing than Travis doing it is Courtney liking it. <laughs> this is Jason from Chicago. Um, I will say that I think. Travis Barker was, I don't think he was in the wrong. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool to connect with your kid. Um, I recently just found out that my beautiful fiance is gonna be welcoming in our firstborn son. Yeah, congratulations. Congrats. Girls. Congrats. I think that Travis Barker was, was just trying to connect with his kid and I think Courtney actually loved it. Do you play musical instruments? Uh, no, I play a couple. L but like what? I, Give me I, one. I or singing or playing my trumpet. Oh, but oh the, you gotta play the take trumpet. Take the trumpet to the delivery room. <laughs> yes. Okay, play and the then record it and send it to send us. Send it to us and then <laughs> we'll see how people feel about it. There is a play in football. Wow, that was good. You started like that. Like that. It's almost like you're like, like the Jets. And the Sharks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a play in football. It's called the Misdirection. And I think Travis Kelsey ran, and Taylor Swift, ran a little misdirection on us. I get it. She performed last night in Buenos Aires. And there were lots, of, lots of rumors that Travis was going to sit it out, not go there. He's going to be with Patrick Mahomes. And by the way, he was not there. So well, I'll explain why I say misdirection. Because everyone's thinking, wow, I can't believe Travis Kelsey wouldn't go maybe they watch her perform. Maybe they broke up. Right. What's going on? And then she's on stage and she performed... The song Labyrinth, which really made a lot of people think, wow, she's putting it all out there because the song is about falling in love. Here's a little bit of it, and then we'll explain what Travis was doing while she was performing. Oh, I'm falling in love. 
I noticed? Even in Argentina, the entire crowd is singing along with her too. Yeah. yeah. Wow, amazing. Well, while this was going on, Travis was not in the stadium. He was back in Kansas City at a charity event with Patrick Mahomes Foundation. So he really was there. So he's in Kansas City just, you know, hanging out with his, and everyone's going, wow, I can't believe he wouldn't go support Taylor. Right, That's Charles, why. she went to see him on four different occasions, exactly. different cities, and he does not pay it back to her, but That's he That's what they he were did. thinking. <laughs> yeah. Hit him with the misdirection, Mike. He, he did. So Travis Kelsey, as we sit here and talk right now, is in Argentina. He has just touched down, not not too long ago as we sit here and film. So last night, guys, after the uh, Mahomes charity event, he hops on a private jet. He flies. It's it's a 13-hour yeah, trip. It is, it is not a, a small so yeah, This is not going from New York to Kansas this City. This is not no, something Kansas. you do just for show. You will you do this if you right. are actually you know in love with and supporting someone. I, I agree, Charles. I think anybody who thought this somebody was up at the show. airport. <laughs> Right? Imagine flying 13 hours. Harvey, they had literally the flight so far, they had to stop in Panama to refuel. So they they stop, they refuel, and then he's able to carry on to Buenos Aires. Uh, And the show is tonight. Uh, She has a show tomorrow night as well. So we'll see if he goes once or twice. Yeah, she's got more shows down there. So I would imagine... We this will is, see photos of this. This is like a movie. And it worked out perfectly. The fact that they've got the bye week and he doesn't have to play. Right, they're not playing this week. The 20th, you know, but, but I was thinking, Babcock, here's what I was. I, it's so funny you say that. I was thinking this morning that it's all fun and romantic and all when you do it the first time, maybe the second time, and mm-hmm. maybe the third time. But she's traveling all over the world performing on concerts. It's tough doing something like that. Oh, it's exhausting. It's and I'll say this: really Harvey, tough. They're really good, and obviously, you know, Travis is great as a football player. But if they start losing, I, I don't think uh, yeah. their fans are going to find this to be cute anymore. They're going to be like, way, "Hey, concentrate on football." Travis. Think about the mileage he has logged over the last week. So their last game was in Germany. Comes all the way back to Kansas City, hangs out there for oh, what do you say? Getting advantage miles? Yeah, Is that your point. <laughs> this guy's a well, private he's going to be able to get a, first, a business class seat for sure, <laughs> at least one way. <laughs> My name is Matt. I'm in South Florida, and I think I think Travis Kelsey did the right thing here. I think he should have gone to that Patrick Mahomes event because he's the only person who can catch a football on that Chiefs team this year, and he was able to get to Argentina anyway. To go to the concert tonight. I mean, she has a 72-hour residency there. I think that's great. I think he was able to do both. Well, he was able to do both. The question is, that's exhausting, you know, to do that all Ooh. the time. It's going to be a, tough. It's a long, long flight. Uh, okay, we're going to move on. Yes, uh, to Harry Styles, who's got a big surprise for his fans. I'm so See, that, see that photo of Harry Styles? Everyone loves his hair. Well, it is no longer there. Uh, but he has a we got, really well-shaped head. And that's what you're jealous of. I am. I'm totally uh, We got these, uh, this video of him in Las Vegas. He's at the, uh, at the Sphere taking in the U2 show with his girlfriend, Taylor Russell. Looks like they're enjoying the show, but the bigger thing is everyone realized he has shaved off those famous I mean, locks. he's obviously known for his famous hair. Harvey, I know you said you like the haircut, but I online do. people are trashing it. Really? At least from what I see on Twitter, they people love are hair, people are man. like people are like, dude, you no longer have any hair to style. So people are not uh-huh. they're literally not happy about it. But I will say it's super convenient to have a buzz cut. Never have to style it. And also, is this for like a role? I guess we don't know. I know he does some acting stuff. Yeah, he so does this acting. could be for a role. I don't know. That would be my but guess. It looks good. I'm so jealous. That's how you can tell if somebody's really good looking when you just shave you their head off all their hair. And, and you see the way their head is shaped. He's it, still a good looking guy. I don't know what, you know, uh, yeah, no, fans I think can't be complaining about oh, that. Oh, they're just, they just like the old stuff. But I, <laughs> I, I got to say, 
come, uh, somebody who is um, dogged with one of the worst shaped heads in the world. So are you saying you're not a good looking guy? I am saying when, um, I, was in, when I was in boot camp and they shaved everybody's head, there were like 13,000 people there or something, you could pick me out of the crowd. Literally, you could pick me out of the crowd and say, that guy is the ugliest guy in the 13,000. I feel like this was um, a segue you wanted me to say this, and I, we should say it. Uh, happy Veterans Day. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Hey, Jay out of Iron Mountain, Michigan. And personally, I'm a fan of the buzz cut. It's been a reliable haircut for me all my life. But after reading some of the things online from his fans, I'm second guessing everything I've done all my <laughs> life with my hair. <laughs> Uh, anyway, not everybody can be Harry Styles. We are going to take a break. Not so Harry Styles. Get it? Oh, I got it. Oh, was I supposed to laugh? <laughs> there is a big shift happening in the world of television. Um, I, you know, look, it used to be that Food Network was the big kid on the block. The only game in town, town really. Right. Yeah. Well, I think all the other networks realized how popular those shows are, and they have gone out and... Basically, they're signing the biggest talent uh, from the Food Network and bringing them on board. Uh, Got to hand it to the folks at A&E. They saw that Food Network had a cleanup hitter and one Buddy Velastro and decided we got to get him on board. So guess what? Buddy is back now. He's on A&E with not one, but two shows that will be premiering on Saturday. Uh, so this is a big, big thing for the network. And I'm sure Buddy's excited too. So... Uh, we are bringing the Cake Boss on to talk about um, his two new shows. Yeah. What's going on, buddy? Welcome back to TMZ Live. Hey, buddy. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good to see you. I got to say, um, we're going to, right out of the gate, you look fantastic. Um, what's going on with you? Honestly, uh, just after COVID, I woke up one day. I was like, I got to do something. I got I got to start to diet. And, uh, you know, I started doing some intermittent fasting and drinking a lot of water. The first two months really sucked. I ain't gonna lie. Like I really <laughs> had to starve myself, and and but once I stood, got into the routine, it was good, and probably lost like 40, 50 pounds. Wow, great. Good for you, man. Good for you. So look, you got two shows. Can we start with the one that uh, is really interesting because it's the non-cake show. That you're going. And I love the title, Legends of the Fork. Yeah, Legends of the Fork. Well, you know it's funny, guys. Too. You want to talk about a dream job? I mean, I get to go to the most iconic restaurants all over the country, taste the food, find out what's the secret sauce for, you know, what makes them legendary, and they pay me to do this. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, it is a good gig, oh, buddy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it is very good. Oh God. Yeah. No, wait, I mean, wait. Listen, what is that? The cutlets. So right now I'm making a veal chop with Sal over at Patsy's. I and love he's... Patsy's and I love Sal. No, I I <laughs> love that best. place. Of course he knows Sal. I love that place. I love Sal. I'm loving it, and and I think it's a really fun show. But I do it from an operational standpoint because I have a lot of my own businesses. So I want people to not only understand the history and the food. But just see the things in an operational perspective the way that I do. Yeah, because you want people to understand how the bread's made a little bit, you know, instead of just going in. I actually think that you appreciate the food more when you know everything that went into it getting to your to your, uh, to your your plate. So I think that's awesome. I can't wait to see that one. And then the other show um, is more, you know, got your family involved 
And, and more cakey. More, more cakes. Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> well, would be Buddy what? Blaster's it, Cake Dynasty. Yeah, I mean, Cake Dynasty is my life, really, you know? And again, I did Cake Boss for so many years. People were saying, you know, when are you going to do more or what's going on in your life? Well, when I did Cake Boss, my kids were really young. And now my kids are all older, so they're an integral part of the business. They're coming into it. So, you know, it was a dream for me to make this bakery a household name with my dad. And unfortunately, he died when I was 17. And now I have the opportunity to build a dynasty with my children. I mean, we have 13 bakeries. We have seven food establishments, fast casual. We have a full-blown Italian restaurant in a Venetian in Vegas, 75 cake vending machines across the country and growing, and um, a 100,000-square-foot manufacturing facility where we manufacture cakes that are in 3,500 Walmarts across the country. Wow. So, you know, wow. there's, a, there's a lot of stuff going on. And whether you see me make a giant cake for – you guys, you know, whether yeah, it's Harvey's yeah. birthday or or whether I'm doing 18 cakes a minute for Walmart, you know, um, I, I think there's something interesting about that um, and seeing how we grow this dream together as a family. I got to say, I, I, I didn't know. I, I knew you had expanded in a huge way. But when you just described all of it, the empire, I mean, it really is an empire. I I'm mean, curious, that's amazing. I'm curious, buddy, do all the kids want to stay in the uh, in the in the family biz or anybody branching out want to be a lawyer yeah <laughs> yeah well we, we're gonna need one but uh no, we definitely they right now they all want to be in it but there's a little bit of a competition of who wants to run it oh so uh, it's, uh, so, it's, it's so it's succession, it's succession. It's succession. <laughs> there's a whole succession story really it's there but i'm young still i'm 46 and yeah. i'm excited to do this with my kids you know and i want people to watch dynasty and let them know that the thing that i'm most proud of and it's my family it's that we're together we're tight we work hard and i want people to watch dynasty and feel inspired i want them to know that i'm a self-made man i work hard every day and and then and, and and what i want them to be inspired to go conquer their dreams like in my mind there's nothing that's impossible whether i'm making a cake that's a toilet bowl it's gonna flush or i gotta do 110 <laughs> cake slices a minute okay I, all right it's it i know it premieres saturday is patsy's on saturday because i can't wait i want to see this episode of legend i haven't yes. seen saul since right. before the pandemic yeah it is on saturday and sal's the best and you know it's great to i hope you guys enjoy that show i had so much fun making both of them oh well can't wait to see him uh, starting saturday on a and e Buddy's new home, you get Legends of the Fork, and Buddy Velasco's Cake Dynasty. Can't wait to see it, Buddy. By the way, business is good. I don't know when the last time you were out in Vegas, I was there a few weeks ago, and I actually wanted to go. I was staying at the Venetian and couldn't get a reservation at your place. It was booked well, up. Well, you gotta call it was booked me. Up. I mean, come on, I know <laughs> I don't wanna you call, call in any favors, man, but I, I just want you to know, business is good. <laughs> Thank God, man. Anytime you need to, we love you guys. And, All right, um, we appreciate it. Have a good day. All you right. too, buddy. Thanks, oh my buddy. gosh, that is. Uh, I, I when he described the scope of his business empire, my God, it's that's amazing. Business is good. Okay, we're taking a break. All right, when we come back, the battle between Robert De Niro and his former assistant. Guess what? The assistant wins mm -hmm. and wins big. When we come back, how much Bobby De Niro's company is going to be forking out <laughs> to his former assistant? 
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, Robert De Niro might be reconsidering uh, the legal battle that he launched with his uh, former assistant. Because um, the jury kind of ruled he was a raging bull. Indeed. Look at you. Well, you want me to laugh at that or something? No, I didn't want you to laugh. I just, uh, it hit me just now. Uh, I'm not yeah. saying he is, but the jury thought he was because Certainly, he just because, got socked with a big judgment. Yeah. So remember, we told you this trial was going on last week. Um, the way it started is that Robert De Niro had filed the uh, lawsuit against um, his former assistant, alleging that she was embezzling. Embezzling uh, a lot of money. That Graham Robinson was... Six million bucks. Right. Um, and then once he filed that, she countersued and said, wait a second, this guy was an awful boss. He was harassing me. Um, there were... You know, he was abusive verbally. He brought in, uh, she brought in his girlfriend saying she was a nightmare. She was a nightmare going after thing. me. So when And it, she was suing for $12 million. Right. So when it all uh, played out with the jury, um, basically, Robert De Niro lost his lawsuit. And Graham, the former assistant, she won her countersuit. Um, and it was actually against uh, Robert De Niro's company. company. Right. $1.2 million. Yeah. Yeah, this is a big one, and I got to tell you, it's pretty surprising. He launched the initial lawsuit, right? It sued her for a, uh, millions of dollars, six million, I think. She comes back over the counter, which you see a lot of the time, but it's very rare, at least in our experience, that that the person who sues initially gets zero, but the countersuit is the one that wins. And the jury obviously didn't believe him at all that she had embezzled from him, which was his initial claim, and felt that he had really mistreated her, both he and his girlfriend, uh, uh, Tiffany Chan, I believe her name is, yeah. had, had mistreated her. You clearly had not watched many People's Court episodes because we had a lot of cases where the countersuit won. But I have not well, watched many People's Court episodes. That's <laughs> I just wanted to say that. But I, I do think, it, look, we always say that, that uh, a celebrity in court, when they're testifying, as Robert De Niro did, that there's some benefit they get with the jury, right? That the jury is inclined to like them, to believe them. But in this case, maybe it's because Robert De Niro often plays this gruff guy. And, oh, I don't think so. And that no. what Graham was alleging is that he was that guy and worse. It got, it, and so it, maybe the it got jury contentious made it believable stand. to the jury, I'm saying. It got contentious on the stand when he took the stand. Um, and, you know, you're right that there is goodwill that goes in. But it's not so much the characters. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not saying, oh, my God, he's a boxer. He played no, taxi no, no, no. driver. Saying, but I'm saying that when she's saying Robert De Niro said these awful things to me and mistreated me as my boss, that maybe it was more believable to the jury because they're, they've seen him play Tough that, guys. that kind of you know, gruff character. In, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to if he were Tom Hanks, who generally plays a very warm, loving guy, they'd be like, oh, we don't believe that. He was that kind of guy? It could be that, or it could be that he admitted that he asked her to scratch his back a number of times. Oh, yeah. Literally right. There was that, too. And that was kind of gross. <laughs> I think the scratching the back is bigger than the taxi driver thing. I'm Nigel from Orlando, Florida, and the Robert De Niro case. I, like, the jury didn't believe him. Like, his acting wasn't on point for that. 
So that's how I feel about it. Yeah, they they I, wanted I, a stronger performance on the stand. I got something to, oh, can I ask you, I'm sorry, what was your Nigel? name? Nigel? Nigel. Nigel? Yeah. You talking to me? Yes, I'm. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just had to do it. It's a rough one. Today. Okay, we are going to move on. A rough one. All right, moving on to uh, uh, Britney Spears and her mom, Lynn Spears. You know, of course, they are um, not in a good place now and have not been for a long time, although there was a brief, like, a nanosecond where it seemed like they were going to make up. They have not. And in Britney's book, um, The Woman and Me, she claims that uh, her mom, or members of her family, she says, took her, her doll collection and her journals and destroyed them, threw and she them said, out. And she said she went and visited the house um, several years ago. During COVID, and all, yeah. And all her clothes were gone. Right. So, so she had this, that was one of her gripes in the book, while her mom decided she wanted to respond to that. Lynn Spears uh, posted yesterday. She well, hold said, on. Can, can I just say mm -hmm. that there, are, there were reports that... Um, that Lynn had sold a lot of her clothes and whatnot right. to these thrift sh uh, shops in, um, in, in Kentwood. Yeah. So, so Lynn's response is, I'm not sure who told you I got rid of your dolls and journals, but I would never do that. That would be cruel because I know how much they mean to you. Of course, I still have your things and I'm happy to send them to you if you'd like me to. Please let me know and know how much I love you. I Britney has not responded, I, 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 I but gotta say, there's no reason she would I believe, say that if she I believe, I believe Lynn Spears on this. Yeah. Why? Why do you believe her? Uh, no, wow. I'll, no. This is exhausting. I'll, I'll tell you why. Why, Courtney, why, you why would she Courtney. say that if she yeah. doesn't have it? If, if she doesn't have the receipts and she says she's something like that, she's just going to get burned. Okay, but do you think that maybe she kept them because she knew that she could sell them, auction them for more money? Do you really think that she did it as a loving, caring mom? Well, she has well, the, the journal. She has it. Brit Britney said but she got rid of them. why does she have it? Well, oh, now it's a bad well, no. thing that she has I mean, it? damned if she yes. does, damned if she doesn't. Oh, Courtney. come on, Courtney. We've never agreed more. We've never agreed more. What? 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 <laughs> what do you mean, what? You're she agreeing did. with him saying she's damned if she is? And damned yeah, oh, my gosh. Just stop talking Courtney's about just... Britney. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Courtney, she... do you think she got rid of this stuff? Because that's what Britney is saying. I think she held on to it so she could sell it and weaponize it. So, yes. Britney is wrong is what you're saying. I so, Britney's wrong. Lynn told her. Maybe Lynn set her up so Britney would oh, say oh, it and call her out. This Courtney. Is... Courtney. You don't believe that? Courtney. I believe no. that. Courtney, you are. I just thought of that theory and I... You just, I'm, I'm right. sure, like Courtney, in the last three seconds, she you probably said that. in the book that her mom got rid of this stuff. I her know. mom is saying, I didn't get rid of it. I've kept it for you, and I'm glad to send it back to you if you want it. She what more can her mother her. do? Stop talking about me. Stop talking about Brittany. Leave our girl alone. Bye, She's Lynn. the one, Brittany's the one that's violent. Brittany's the one that said it. And, you're, and you're, how you're she fighting said it was so You can't poetic. win. It was beautiful. You're right. Have you, you can't read it yet? Win I have not been able to get this vision out of my head. And now you're going to have to suffer too. <laughs> Adam Silver, NBA commissioner. Oh, come on. In, um, let's say, boxer briefs. Skims, boxer briefs. And that's all I'm envisioning. What's the problem? I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I need that. <laughs> that. But when the NBA announced that uh, Kim Kardashian's company, Skims, was now the official underwear provider for the NBA. I didn't know that the NBA needed an official underwear partner. They, they need under I'd never heard of it They before. need underwear for Kim the way the NFL needs Taylor for football. It's the same principle. 
And I think we can maybe. Bring, why don't we bring maybe. Damon? Why don't we bring Damon and talk about that? All right, let's let's find out. So uh, yes, uh, we're gonna follow the money here. Uh, our buddy David John joining us. Um, I don't know if he's wearing skims, and I don't want to know. But wow, you are. Well, it's just because Damon, you saw the announcement when Adam Silver. We were actually talking yes. to him in New York, and he yes. said, "Oh, I'm wearing them right now." I was like, "You didn't right. need to tell me that." Life is a how you how you look at the lens you look at things, and then the action you take after that. You could have then in your mind thought of him going commando. Now <laughs> life seems better. There you go. Okay. Thank you, Damon. Okay. That, so I, I want to ask you a question because I've been thinking about this all week. Kim Kardashian has gazillions of people on social media where yes. she could sell anything she wants and sell out right as a result. Them. Right. In this case, she has been making partnerships which I find just fascinating that go beyond her own following and into other worlds. I don't know why you think her following is different from the NBA oh, following. Oh, I think it's I think they already crossed over a lot. This is if different. You think about it. I don't know. We disagree. You're the tiebreaker. I break this down. So first of all, Kim cannot sell anything and everything. Everybody thinks they can, but she's really tapped into our audience. But this is, a, as the kids call it, collaboration, but I call it barter. Uh, this is a bartering on both sides. Now think about it. The NBA contracts are up in about uh, next year. This happens every decade. You know, they won't want to give it to just an, uh, an Apple who can take all the rights and not spread the love. So they want to put it in different areas. I want to be on uh, you know channels that are exciting to kids, families, mothers in various different ways. How am I going to get to that? Well, I need things that women resonate with more. So they're doing a collaboration with her. What is she doing? Well, if only women have skims on. Uh, that's great. And I can keep trying to broaden that market. Or is the woman the number one purchaser for the males in the home? Mm. And I already know her and they need it. Oh, now they let me do something where the males are more of them are at the NBA. So you see, they're they're, they're gathering things together. And, and I got to tell you, it this is where the world is going. And for all the people who want to follow the money, you're not just seen as one thing, one place. You know, you are seen as different things to different people. My wife never wanted to go to any of the game, but our friend uh, Radmila Lali, uh, you know, I was on the court because my wife now was like, Good food. Oh, I can dress up in a real couture outfit and, you know, look <laughs> at my wife and Ranmila and support the heat because the stupid vendors like me or designers like me, you know what we call the woman's jersey, uh, a woman's outfit? We took a jersey and curved right. in the middle. Oh, there you go, ladies. And the ladies are like, what is this crap? It's collaborating. I see. I, I, I got to tell you, I'm not buying this totally because okay. I've, I, I've heard this. For decades, oh, guys don't like shopping, and guys just do what the women say and everything else. And I know that was true. But Harvey, that's I generally I, true. I, I, I don't that, think it's true as much anymore. Hold on. Where guys, you are, this is, you're taking a personal anecdote. No, I'm not. Because a year ago, you would have agreed. Like, generally speaking, the women buy the, the retail more than men guys, do. Guys but care, because this guys, year, no, no, he no. discovered no. online shopping. No, guys care. Now he can't no, stop it's shopping. Not and just, now you think that <gasps> all guys are shopping. Guys care more about their appearance. They care more about personal hygiene. They care more about grooming than they did 20, 30, 40 years ago. 100%, but she's finding it at the home, meaning the woman who knows her and supports her brand because it, it, it's form-fitting is going, honey, while I was there, I'm getting something for you. And right. that's what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. But why does she need the NBA to do that no. if she's just going around men to talk to women. She already has that. 
it becomes more authentic, right? You have, you know, remember, uh, golden rule. Here's business. There's three ways to deal with a customer. Acquire a new one, upsell a current one, or make one buy more frequently. Your wife now or your daughter or somebody is on there. They're, they're buying their skims, but they know you love the Miami heat and they know you need new underwear. It's just a simple drag mm -hmm. into the bucket. And now you have something that you would have not normally known even existed. And it's your favorite team. And I'd imagine oh. that skims probably, and I haven't checked the NBA's website, but on their retail site, there's probably a portal to Skims and as well. And also remember, she launched uh, uh, Skims for men only about uh, in uh, October yeah. and sold out in the first couple of days or weeks or whatever. So she already had the proof of concept to say, look, it works. Now yeah. let's go to where more of the men are. Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, my God. Why are you showing pictures of me? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know you and Joey Bosa get confused all the time. Actually, it was Nick Bosa, not Joey. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right, friend. Damon. Thanks, man. Appreciate you breaking right. it down. Thanks, Damon. Everyone is wondering what is happening in Kyle and, and Maurizio's home. In Kyle Richards and Maurizio Mansky's home, we know that they are separated. They're not talking to each other about divorce, and so they're not happy, by the way, about this. They they don't want people. They don't we, want it. They don't want people talking about it. Yeah, but yet, you know, their relationship played out publicly for 15 years on that show. Right. So, and so when they separated, obviously, people are going to talk about it, and I think largely, I think a lot of people think, all right, they they're not talking about divorce. They're still under the same roof. They must be trying something. To well, there are a lot of people who think they are going to get divorced. There are people who don't think they're going to get divorced. There are people who think it's trial separation. They have said separation. We're not talking divorce. But now we got some more information. What's interesting is we've spoken to people because I was even one of the people that was thinking they must be going to marriage counseling or couples therapy to work through these problems that they're having that would take them back over to a reconciliation. Well, that's just simply not the case. The people that we spoke to said they're not doing a couples therapy or marriage counseling. They are doing therapy, but they're doing it individually on their own terms with their own therapists. I mean, yeah, a lot of people do go to marriage counseling to try and work out conflicts. But it may be that they have just kind of drifted in different directions, right. and it's not so much a conflict, but everything we're hearing now is right. they, they wanted space. And, um, and they, wanted space, they probably wanted space just to figure out what is going on with each of them. I'd imagine for them, they're sort of like, there's, what's the rush? There's no, we don't, there's no timeline that says we have to figure it out by this point. They're, they're youngins, relatively. Uh, hi, my name is Sadia Young from Philadelphia. It's a lot going on in that situation. So at this point in time, uh, what they need is, 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 you know, me time. It's called me time. And um, they tried to do the couples and now they're doing it individually. So I wish them all the best of luck and whatever they decide to do. Um, hopefully they'll try to get a prenup in the, in the, in the future if they remarry. And, you oh, know, but you, you like already that. got them divorced. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of ahead of them. Right. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? Hey, this is Brandon from Kansas City. Uh, just a comment here in regards to the Kiki Palmer situation. You know, it's really sad that uh, what's going to get stuck or kind of lost in this is the poor kid that they have here. And what's more alarming is that the screen caps from the video that's been shown is from 22. So that means everything that they were doing this year uh, was kind of a facade, maybe just a front to try to show that everything, there was no friction after her and the whole Usher concert, but uh, it was obviously something stemming way back from last year that they've been having issues. And it's sad now that a child's brought into this and now 
it's stuck in the middle. Yeah, I mean, it's really. And I, and I don't know if it's fair to say that they were putting on a front. I mean, they were probably trying to work it out, or at least Kiki was. And they're not necessarily airing all this stuff publicly. Right. Uh, one more. Hi, I'm Polly, and I'm from Argentina. And my topic is Travis and Taylor Swift coming to Argentina. So Taylor and Travis are making headlines everywhere, and literally everyone here is over the moon with her for coming for touring to Argentina for the first time. Plus, I literally can't wait to see them together on the show. They're both really sweet and supportive, sweet and supportive of each other, so it's nice that he came all the way to see her. Are you going? Um, no, unfortunately, I won't be going. Yeah, uh, tough ticket. I don't know. It tough is a tough ticket. Tough, tough ticket. It'll be interesting if she actually brings him out. I don't. No, She's not going to bring that. him out. Well, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, less than, well, actually, about 24, 24 hours, hours. Uh, after Winona Judd performed at the CMAs and everyone was so concerned about her performance with Jelly Roll because she, was she just seemed unsteady. Hanging on to him. Well, she, as promised, as she said on Thursday morning, she was headed to Texas and she performed last night in San Antonio. Flawlessly. I think you got to say, you got to believe her. She, she was fine last night. She I'm performed so glad. a full concert. Have you seen her ever in concert? I told you, I saw her just a few weeks she, ago. Oh, right, you saw her, her in, in, in She is fabulous in concert. By the way. She was moving around last night, and uh, the fans said she seemed totally fine. So I, I just introduced Charles to a Judd song, Turn Me Loose, which is Yeah, in the break he was playing. Fabulous. This. Fabulous song. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Happy uh, Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. And uh, we'll see you Monday.